Awesome, man. Thanks. I just <laughs> I just changed the part. I just just changed yeah, I, the I, name. I just saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. I just think it makes more sense. Oh yeah, especially if you're like interviewing comics that are from the club, right? And like promoting the club, it's a good way to tie it all together, right? Yeah, I don't. I like. I love my origin story, but it makes no sense. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense, but like, I have to explain it every time, and nobody yeah. cares. You know what I mean? It's just like, like I'm Eminem from a trailer park and it's like, yeah, okay. Like, but what are you doing? Like, what is this podcast about? And the title, there's no way to explain it. And my, and my dogs are absolute Nazis. Hey, stop. Stop it. They're so bad. That was the easiest request I've gotten all night. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have some pretty tough for requests earlier? Did you? No, I'm just very just running around. I'm trying to get ready. I'm going to Algonquin and St. Andrews tomorrow. So Fuck, that's to that's rad, dude. I want to do that show so bad. Who books that? Is you it want... Tracy? Um, no, just Yuck Yuck Pet Office. Oh, really? When you're, when you're talking to Ryan Tonkin, mention it. Say like, look, dude, I live close. I want to do it, and he'll yeah, more than likely have you on. Yeah. It's it's literally, uh, I yeah. think, an hour away from me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who are you going with? Uh, Sophie Buttle. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm uh, hosting for her uh, next weekend. Oh, sweet, sweet man, sweet. I'll have to see you when you're in. T- oh shit, I'm not going to be here next weekend. I'm supposed to have to go with you when I'm in town, but I'll be in Ontario. So. Now you going up to Ottawa? Yeah, going up to Absolute, going to Toronto first. So. Nice, man. You're you're a busy comedian. This month, next month, I'll probably be fucking broke as shit again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? Feast and famine. Yeah, I'm actually exactly. I'm coming down there the January twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and then I'll be there again February thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah, that's when I get back, so I'll be there that weekend, like to come see. Because Travis was trying, Travis was like, email head office and see if you can host because they don't have a host yet or something like that, right? And I was like, last time I did it, Ryan was like weird about me emailing. Right. So I'm just not going to bother. Like, he was like, last time I asked, he was like, this is not how we book shows. Not book them. And I was like, I don't know. I've done it several times in the past. Like, I don't know why it's a big deal now, but. Uh, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. um, but so you'll, you'll be in town for uh, February 13th, 14th. Yeah. I'll be getting back just a couple days before that. So I'll be coming down. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's romantic. We can spend Valentine's yeah. Day together. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me flowers. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Better roses. You're going uh, like the bitch in American Beauty when I'm done with you. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for doing it. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. Uh-huh. Understand this. I don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about. I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. Nigga, I'm going to do what I want to do. When I want to do it. How I want to do it. And you better hope I don't do it to you. Now, I don't care what mama got to say. I don't care what grandmama got to say. Nigga, I'm grown. Let me tell you a little something about me. I was born not to give a fuck. Wanna drink, get your cup. Turn it up, throw it up. Take the world, blow it up. Somebody slow it up. Roll it up, smoke it up. My own mama can't keep me from looking up. One ear out the other. One man out the smother. The neighborhood that left me here without my brother. Fuck you undercovers and you dirty motherfuckers in the hood that still fuck without rubbers. Club hop, bar hop, car shop, nail shop. To the mall, spend it all. Why the hell not? What bills, what rent? Don't know what's spent. Why you care? Do you work for the government? 
over, we can laugh now, cry later. All you players, you can laugh now, cry later. Investigators, let you laugh now, cry later. See, I'm a product of this urban decay. A nigga dying for tomorrow, but live for today. A nigga lie, still involved, and cheating's okay. Don't you tell these motherfuckers that my name is O'Shea. Cause I'ma fuck up my baby's credit. Let him regret it. Seven months old, he's already got a jail record. I'm the one to blame, put it in my mama name. She's a drama queen, but I got the bling bling. I need the watch and the bracelet and the earrings. I need you all to show up at my hearings. Tell the judge I'm a nice nigga, good nigga. And I'ma play the sad face when he look nigga. Fuck it, homie, I'ma laugh now, cry later. Get your paper, we can laugh now, cry later. All you players, you can laugh now, cry later. Investigators, let you laugh now, cry later. It's fucked up that y'all won't accept my cause. Tell mama, at least she can send some draws. These walls make y'all forget about me. I'm coming home in 2033. But that's irrelevant. Did you get the mail I sent? What I tell a bitch, you better stay celibate. She start lying to me, tell me who she ain't fucking. Never tell me that my homeboys ain't nothing. Bun in the oven, it belonged to my cousin. Got the nerve to tell me that you really love him. I'm a killer ass when a nigga make parole. Hit her with my cane, cause a nigga grand old. Fuck it, homie, I'ma laugh now, cry later. Get your paper, we can laugh now, cry later. All you players, you can laugh now, cry later. Investigators, let you laugh now, cry later. Man, it ain't right, man. You know, y'all ain't doing me right, man. A nigga trying to do right, man. You know, I'm trying to change my life, man. You know, I, I done found the Lord while I'm in here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do right now. I, I mean, you know, I'm sorry for everything. This is Andrew Ron, and you're listening to Punchline Podcast. Welcome to Punchline's Podcast interview uh, number 45. This is great. 45 episodes in. It's unbelievable. Technically the first uh, Punchline's Podcast, but we're just going to pretend that there wasn't a name change. And uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, I have dates. Uh, if you go to the Punchlines podcast page, you'll see stories and pictures related to the podcast. Uh, and if you go to Shane Ogden Comedian, you'll also see my dates. I am in Halifax, January 24th and 25th. And I'm also in Halifax on February uh, 13th and 14th. And I'm in St. John, March 14th. So those are all going to be listed on my page, uh, Shane Ogden Comedian, uh, or on the Punchlines Podcast uh, Facebook page. So I'm excited about those shows coming up, and I'm excited about this interview. Uh, This took place just before Christmas. Andrew was down doing the club, 
and uh, we had a chance to sit in his hotel room and chat, and it was fantastic to catch up with my friend. Him and I uh, are about on the same level talent-wise, I think. You know, we're always um, chatting it up. We have uh, similar tastes in music and comedy, and it's just great to catch up with friends. You know, it's uh, one of those things where you look forward to, uh, you know, being with a peer. You know, we have a, a lot of the same interests, and uh, yeah, it's just it's amazing hanging out with Andrew. He's always been the most solid guy I know, and uh, what a privilege it is to be his friend. So I hope you enjoy the interview. A um, couple things to catch up on. Number one, it's Friday. I hope you're having a great weekend. I hope uh, your day is going good. It is uh, the uh, 18th, sorry, 17th of January. Uh, and I still haven't got my Christmas tree down yet. Um, it will come down. Uh, I I promised myself uh, I'm not going to leave it up. It's it's not a real Christmas tree, so it's not a fire hazard, but it's just a decorative, festive reminder that I'm a lazy piece of shit, and I just want to get my life together. And take that tree down. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Did you take your tree down? Think about it. Did you pack away all your Christmas decorations? Is it over? Did you get it done? I hope you did. Because, you know, now it's time to think about Valentine's Day. Which is a whole nother pile of crap. Brought to you by the Hallmark Corporation. Um, I have never had a successful Valentine's Day. There's always been something, you know, um, some family emergency will happen or the date will go bad because it's just one of those days we're not getting along, whatever it is. And if we just haven't had a successful Valentine's Day and, and I called uh, Yuck Yucks up and asked them uh, for some dates, you know, I was told them I was interested in doing some comedy and they said, boy, have we got some shows for you January 24th, 25th, and February 13th, 14th, damn it, Valentine's Day, again, is ruined for me and Leachy, so I said, why don't you come down with me, you know, but it's not that easy, she has to take time off work and drive down, and it's, you know, it's a four-hour drive, so it's a bit of a, a challenge, but, uh, you know, that's what I'm thinking about now. And now you know, got to pack away the Christmas stuff and you got to bring out the uh, Valentine's stuff, right? You can't end one festive occasion without beginning another. And that is the cycle of commercialism that we're all trapped in. Anyway, don't let it ruin your weekend. And please enjoy this 45th edition of Punchlines Podcast. Ignore the name change. It's just what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, we have this great comedy club and we have these great comedians coming through. This is basically my opportunity to interview some of the top comedians in Canada. And I want you to subscribe and share this podcast and give it a nice rating on iTunes and, and do all the things that are positive towards podcasts. I'll owe you one. Thank you for, for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, here we go. Here's episode 45 of Punchlines Podcast, my interview with Andrew Vaughn.
You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a difference. When you're putting on a show, I get this all the time. People are like, how come you haven't asked me to do your show here or this there? And it's like, yeah, I got to feel like you're the right fit. And there's all these different factors that go into it and stuff like that. And I, I'm glad that I have people like Travis and Dan and Martin that I can just, I know that if I like, don't I went to the Like, I went to the last show and she's like, oh, I didn't think you were coming. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't? <laughs> it's uh, like fucked, man. It's fucked. Yeah. It's, and it's uh, like, and I, and I understand the, the struggles with different relationships and stuff. And then, you're right, you don't want to seem ungrateful or pissy or, you know, so I've been trying to focus on myself, like, how can I market my own personality so that it's more appealing to others? Yeah. It's a sad place to be. Yeah. Don't I have people that just like me and ride with me and respect me and I don't I mean, you do. It's just you, you're not. Uh, I mean, it's like me. I always feel like, oh, did I make somebody angry or upset? Did I piss somebody off? Is this person mad at me? Am I, you know, it's and that ninety nine percent of the times it's just shit that I've made up in my own head. Exactly, you nailed it. Because yeah. that's how yeah. I feel. Yeah, I make it up. I have conversations. I will go to the mirror. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh yeah. So you think that, do you? Really? You think I'm just going to yeah. walk away? What? You think that, you know, I have all these... Like, I make apologies for th in my head for things that haven't happened and will never happen. <laughs> Isn't mental illness fun? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's lovely. I love it. And mental illness, what does that even mean? It just yeah. means you don't think the same as everyone else. Is, and the thing is, too, it's like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like there's something there, but I guarantee you if I went in a doctor, it would be like, no, you're normal. Like, and then I just have to live in a world where I realize we all are this fucked up. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want that. I'd rather feel like I'm the odd guy and everyone else has it hold together. If I go to the no. doctor and he's like, no, everybody else is falling apart too. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to live in that world. That's yeah. a fucking weird world. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm up at night thinking about how the world's going to end in 50 years. Oh, okay. Well. It's pretty yeah. cool. I don't think I'll be around for another 10, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> You don't worry about that? You're like, oh, shit. Just just before your eyelids close, you're like, there's another polar bear dying. Fuck uh. it. I'm going to be put on a dead polar bear and just set out to see it. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I feel like, fuck it, it can all go to hell, you know? Yeah. And then other times I'm like, no, man. I didn't start this in 2009 to walk away. Yeah. You know? And this thing, I've had some comics recommend to me, like, take a break until you feel like you... Yeah, that's what Julie said. Why don't you take a right? break for a little while? Yeah. And then I've had other comics tell me, like, the worst decision I ever made was taking a break. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, I don't yeah. even know where to, you know... And they're both from people I respect heavily. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even know... Which one's the right path that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I interviewed Steph Tolev, mm -hmm. you know, she was very motivated. She's alive today. That's good. She is alive. <laughs> yeah, she lived from her Tinder date. Yeah, okay, she's very, she's very open about it. I'm like, do you want to record this? She's like, I don't care. I got laid. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's like, the guy was, a, he was fucking gorgeous and all this stuff. I told him last night when she left to get laid and it was outside of town. I said, you know, she gets murdered, Julie. I'm just saying I can headline tomorrow. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> I, I got time. <laughs> oh, man. See, and that is why, you know, from my perspective, mm -hmm. I see someone like you that is hilarious, 
that is polished, that can walk into a room full of strangers and make them forget about their shitty lives. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're really good at comedy. Yeah, thank you. Andrew. Yeah. My friend. (laughs) But I feel like I'm the world's biggest piece of shit. So when I talk to you, I feel like, God damn it, I know those feelings. Like, it's almost like I'm standing looking in the mirror at myself because it's like, no, no, no. All that shit in your head isn't fucking true. No. You're actually killer, and yeah. life is really, really good, yeah. and all that, right? And you probably look at me the same way. Like, how how could I be depressed? I have Where is the it? best club at... in the Maritimes, and yeah. all the people that come through. I, I have the best guests I you could have possibly have on this. The amazing stories from an uh, amazing, like from all these years in comedy. Yeah. The podcast, how could you know? how could I want to put a gun in my mouth <laughs> daily? Yeah. Every day, I'm like, if I had a gun, I don't have a gun. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm thinking, should I get a gun? And then I'm like, whoa, front page of the paper, yeah. psycho- psychosis. Like, And then I, I read about murder, and I go, I could totally understand that. I think I could have got a few more people before the <laughs> cops came. And I'm just like, what am I thinking here? Some kind of splice between uh, Grand Theft Auto and reality. Like, I'm driving down the highway, and I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to push triangle and beat the shit out of that guy. Like, oh, yeah. wait a minute, I can't push triangle. This is real life. Life, yeah. You know, and I have kids and I have to reel myself in and, and come back to the fact that, okay, I just got to get up and like, I will soothe myself. Like, I'll be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm sitting in an empty room going, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. And like, that's fucked. Yeah. You know, that's the type of shit that in 1952, they used to put you in the fucking psych ward. Like they used to actually yeah. take you to a mental hospital. Yeah. And now we're just all allowed to walk around. (laughs) Figure it out yourself. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I, I mean, to me, my big thing is, I mean, the worrying about stuff and the the anxiety, the worry about things in the future, it's shitty, but I think it's manageable. It could be manageable for me. My biggest thing is, like, I have a lot of negative uh, thoughts about myself like constantly and I just don't know I'd like to know how to get rid of those and like try to like it's just because it's just weighing down like I will just tell myself random times throughout the day for no reason that I'm a piece of shit like and it just it just pops in my head and I'm like, are you are you and I'm like, like I have no idea why it pops in my head are you or, disappointed with yourself uh, a lot yeah a lot of the times because yeah. you feel like you should have done things differently or you no, should like, I mean, be doing things differently I mean in comedy I don't have a ton of like disappointments I either I wish I was there are things that I wish were happening that aren't happening but it's not like they're not it's not like uh, I've wanted this thing to happen for five years and it hasn't happened it's like I've been wanting to do this thing for like a couple years and maybe I'll it'll get this year maybe next like you know what I mean it's not to the point where I'm like like okay perfect example like I was gonna submit to the Winnipeg Comedy Fest this year and I worked on my set because they have to do themes and everything. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard they're into themes. And so I did my theme set for like, uh, how long, uh, for like a month. I went to open mics, getting it ready to where I thought it was good. Granted, amateur night at Yuck Yucks a couple times, and then I went in to film it. And my roommate with me brought like a really good camera, like because he works in video production and shit. And it just bombed from start to finish. It just fucking tanked. And it was my one shot to film it. And I was upset that it wouldn't happen, but I know, like, oh, I can just do it next, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's out of the realm of possible, so it's not creatively necessarily that I'm disappointed and shit, 
it's just like in life and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I should have more money in the bank so I'm not sitting around. You know, I should lose weight. I should do, like, just little things like I should spend more time with my parents. I shouldn't trash talk people. It's not really trash talk. It's just like it, it's gossip, comedy gossip. Everybody loves getting in a room in a hotel with a couple drinks and like, gee, this person did this thing and that thing. But then I feel guilty about it because I'm like, what? What did that gain? You know, other than you just said fun for a night like and these are the reasons that you feel like yeah you talk to yourself like negatively yeah because it's like ah, oh, i shouldn't shit talk people or i shouldn't yeah yeah i, shouldn't. I guess too like and like the biggest thing too is i would love to be i i respect i i want to be that guy that just is like i don't like what he said but he was honest about why he said it like you know what i mean he tells the truth he doesn't like, if he thinks this and he says it, it's not because he's trying to be a dick. It's just because that's how it is, right? But then I just feel guilty for being like... Because that guy's never the good guy. No. You know, you know, you think that should be the good guy. That should be the honorable guy that we all want to be, is the guy that isn't hiding things from people and isn't sneaky and isn't, you know... But that's never the good guy. Because nobody wants to hear the truth. No, that's right. So, it's, yeah. And I just wish I could get to a point where I would feel very comfortable, like, if I said something, I didn't feel like, oh, is anybody going to get upset at what I said? Like, fuck it. Who, like, I want to get to the point where it's like, fuck it, who cares? Do you love stand-up comedy oh, still? I love, I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I do love stand-up comedy still. Um, it's just, yeah, I got to get back into, I wish I was more focused on, even today, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go sit in the lobby and take my notepad down and see if I can come up with some stuff for the show tonight. And now it's, like, almost 2 o'clock. I know I got a shower and stuff. I'm probably not going to... You know what I mean? Like, I'll probably... I'll try to do a couple new jokes by going over my book and seeing what I want to throw in and what I want to change, but I'm not going to sit there and write all afternoon, which I thought would be fun to do. You know, like... In your, in like your mind, you thought, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Sit down. I'm going to write some things. And grab a coffee. Get the pen. Yeah. Get the coffee. Yeah, pen, and then yeah. I'm just like, nah, I just took a little nap. Shane woke me up. Now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Like, Are you old school? Do you uh, write with the pen and pad? Yeah, I like a pen and pad. I Me can't, too. I can't. I, I can't. Uh, first, I can't commit anything to memory if it's typed. It's, it's weird like that. Like I think yeah. something about writing it with your actual hand helps your brain kind of remember exactly what you're supposed to say. Mm. And I just like it. It's just I. Th- I don't know. It feels more real. You lose, I know it's like paper. You can lose paper, but you're fucking. It's just like, you got your whole set on your phone, buddy, and then you fucking lose your phone? Oof. How many comedy books have you had where you write on the first three, four pages, and then the rest of the book six empty, and then you have a new book later? Uh, I have a couple of those. But the majority <laughs> of the books that I have are, like, 65% jokes, and then, like, 45% set lists. Yeah. So I'll have a couple of pages where I've been writing, and then... Because what I used to try to do is not put set lists in the joke book. So that it was all just joke books. And I filled a couple of those when I was younger. But then you go to prepare to do a show. And you're like, oh, all I have is the joke books. So I'll write the set in there. And then the next <laughs> time you're like, oh, I'll write the set in there too. And then the next time it's like, well, what did I do with this last show? I'm glad it's in here so I can see the set. Like, I interviewed John Wing recently and he said that the comedians that are going to succeed are the ones that can get closest to their bones. Mm-hmm. So when you said to me that the truth, people don't like the truth. I I don't think that's true when you're on stage. Oh, no, yeah, on stage. And I think that um, 
some of the things that we're talking about are pretty serious, but like, I, I feel like if I tell people, like I have a joke where I say I'm suicidal mm -hmm. and I say, don't get weird. I'm just like you. I just get a little more excited when rope goes on yeah. sale. Yeah. And like, that came out of pure desperation and honesty. Yeah. I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. I can't fucking tell you that I had a funny exchange with the barista today at Starbucks. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. It's just not going to happen because I didn't have a funny exchange yeah. with that. Yeah. That guy thinks I'm a fucking serial killer because yeah, I went in yeah. there with a serious face on or whatever. Yeah. But um, so I just try to talk about what I honestly feel in my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to because uh, I did that same thing, man. I, I hired a film crew, mm -hmm. rented a theater. Yeah. It's no joke, man. Theater was like 700 bucks yeah. to rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got a sponsor for it to pay for the theater. It was like. I pulled out all the stops. Anyway, make a long story longer, it fucking, it just didn't feel right. I got laughs. A heckler interrupted me. I got really upset with the heckler. Mm. I fucking made everybody laugh with the heckler. Like, on paper, it seemed like a decent show. Yeah. But I just didn't love it. And yeah. so I still have it professionally filmed and edited and intro music and extra yeah. music it's just fucking beautiful piece yeah. of uh, filmography and you you can't I'm not releasing it yeah. ever they'll find that but shit like, when I'm dead that, like, they'll find that shit when I'm dead okay but like do you, do you think objectively somebody else could watch it and go that's good and like so you could get it out of your head cause like when I put I out know. my album right like I think it stinks now. Like, I fucking hate it, right? Mm. And I had to listen to it, like, about 11 times before anybody else got to listen to it, right? God, that's torture. Yeah, but you have to. Because this little change is made, this little thing is made, and you got to make sure that it's exactly the way you want it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very proud that I did it, but, yeah, like, now it's like... So do you think, like, if somebody else saw it, they'd be like, no, Shane, this is really good, and it should be released, like... And it's just your own head building up that it shouldn't? Or do you think maybe you just don't want to? You just want to kind of sit on it? I, th I think that a lot of the jokes now, I've, I tell them better. Or, yeah, you know, like there's a lot of fat that I cut out. Yeah. Which I is, would, that's always going to happen. Yeah, I'm just a yeah. better comedian today than I was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And so I think I'll do it again. Yeah. What I want, what I, the concept I have, and this is the, the problem that I'm not... Like I'm just not getting off my ass and doing it. Is I wanted to do another album called Reheated, where I went back and I took not jokes necessarily that were on the album, but like old jokes that I stopped doing from around the time I recorded the album yeah. that were just kind of mediocre jokes, and then make them much stronger. Yeah. And then put out like like the joke I did last night on your stage about um, the Castle Grayskull. Like that used that was on CBC and it used to go like. What did owning the Castle Grayskull cost you? And the punchline was 10 years of celibacy. Which got a laugh, but really didn't make a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Like, how can something cost you celibacy? And I never, in my younger days, knew how to fix it. But I was like, don't need to really fix it yet, because it's still getting laughs, right? But then last night I did it as, what did that cost you? It cost me the respect of adult women. And now it gets a better <laughs> laugh. I I actually just instinctively laughed a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a it's it's good how you set it up. It's, how it's you... also the respect of adult wit. Like it's very like rigid the way I deliver it. So yep. it's kind of like, and so that's my concept for the next 
time I do an album is to go back to, like, original. And that's kind of... See, here's my thing. I want to go back and work on old material and make what I thought was funny back in the day that I couldn't get across to people funny. Because now I feel like I have the tools to do it. But I also feel lazy by going back and just doing old material and working on old material. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird... Now, pro comics, older comics will tell you, don't fucking, like, everybody, that's what you should do. You're funnier now. Make it better. It's not released. It's not on an album. It's not on a special. Fucking do it, right? Yeah. And then younger comics will look at you and be like, damn old shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things. Comedy has evolved so much, and I, I really do believe that now comedy is, you know, an hour every two years, and then you got to have another hour. And yeah. it's, that's, I mean, unless, in, in our environment, it's rural. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of mics here. Yeah. So for us, like, creating another hour of content could take at least double the amount of normal time. Well, I, I just did a show a couple weeks ago. I had 45 minutes at the small little brewery in Nova Scotia. And afterwards, the guy who put together the show was like, oh, they really love you. They want you back soon. And I said, how? How would you like me to come back soon? Mm. There's the same people that were here at this show. When you asked where you at the last show, said yes. How uh, are those guys? Don't get into specifics, but are are breweries paying okay? Well, that was one. That was the gig got, I, that was the gig I got fucked on. But that wasn't the brewery's fault. That was the Booker. Okay, the Booker's fault. So, yeah. Um, but it, the, here's the thing. I it's actually funny that you bring up pay and stuff because I'm kind of in the middle of a group chat conversation about that as you asked me to do your podcast. Is there's a guy who wants to set up the show, and he just said it want the bar wants to do a door deal. I'm probably getting shit for bringing this up, but I'm being very vague about it. The bar wants to do a door deal where the comics get eight dollars out of the ten, and the bar gets two to cover his costs. I'm like, why the fuck would the bar need to cover their costs? They're selling alcohol. Exactly. Are we going to get a cut of the alcohol then if we bring people in? Yeah. If he gets a cut of what we do for what we do, we should get a cut of what he does if we bring people in. Like that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Mm. You know, like, I'd, I'd almost pull the plug on that venue and try to find another venue. Well, I'm not even... I was just asked to be a part of the show. Yeah. And, and now that I see the budget, I'm, I probably will respectfully decline yeah. to be a part of it. But I don't do door In deals. that situation, you almost want to double down and say, okay, now it's $12 and we want all the money. And here's the, thing <laughs> that, here's the thing about door deals which drive me insane that nobody thinks about. And this happened the last time I ended up doing a fucking show that was a door deal is the bar will eventually give away some tickets to entice people to come out, like give away two tickets, maybe people bring four or five friends, right? Mm-hmm. They take those two tickets out of our end. They don't take it out of their end. They don't take two tickets out of the pot they don't pay you and for then the put ten, twenty dollars in. Yeah. No. That I, door deals are the worst fucking thing. Yeah. Wor- put value on yourself as a comic. Yeah. You gotta I have agree. some value. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I could be wrong. No, no, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. I've been in yeah. the, I've been in the production side of it for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, you gotta have a vehicle to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. That's been my constant struggle. How do I sell? How do I convince a person, who's living their life, that they should, uh, after they go to Costco, and arrange a babysitter? Why should they come down to a comedy club? Buy, you know, pay, mm-hmm. you know, twenty, thirty dollars for a ticket, yeah. and then, you know, I don't fucking envy the position you guys are in 
at all because like I hate it because I fucking hate it I said this to Travis on the way up the other day I think I have about four or five friends in this city that I've known since university that have never seen me do stand up comedy and I they cannot for the life of me get them to come out to any show I've ever done here and you guys have to try to grab strangers all the time yeah to come out like (laughs) it's it's fucking brutal Yeah, yeah like who did we have last night uh one of Bill Burr's favorite new comedians, mm. right? And people are just like, oh, I was at the Christmas party. I, I, well, we went to the Christmas party, you know, and we're going on Saturday, so we couldn't possibly do two things in one weekend. Yeah. So we're not coming Friday. This is yeah. like every fucking excuse to not come to a comedy show. They'll take it. Oh, uh, I'm taking my car for an oil change. That's not a good weekend for me. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't really like comedy. Like, what do you mean you don't like comedy? I don't like What do you fucking fun. mean by that? You don't that's like saying you don't like music. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody because I heard a guy sing happy birthday once, I don't like any yeah, music. Because you could say like, look, I don't like dirty comedy. And yeah. I see that some of your accent over dirty this week and be like, Well that's shitty that you don't like dirty comedy, but I guess it's a valid excuse. Yeah, it's like a real it's, reason. It's a yeah. real reason. Yeah. But it's fun. It's funny. But people don't have to have a reason. It's the free market. They can buy what they want. They can attend what they want. I just can't believe, like, because I love comedy so much. I guess I look at other people who don't like it as much as me, and I go, "It's also like maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's a bit more popular now than it has been in a a while, like, or at least in the last couple years, especially with all these Netflix specials and stuff like that. Yeah, the youth. My brain goes if. If they can release a brand new Netflix hour special every week, there has to be a percentage of the population in each town, each city, that's going to tune into that Netflix special. And how do we tap into that percentage? There's got to be a percentage of people well, saying one, every one, week. One way you comedy. think you could do it yeah. would be to get someone who has a Netflix special. And it doesn't, yeah. That can be tough price-wise. I mean, you had Dave Merhez. We had Dave Merhez, who, yeah. who had a Netflix special. And uh, uh, sadly, in our town, I, I would argue that not a lot of people gave a fuck. No. And that's what kills me. It's like, I bring you the best comedians I possibly can... And you still turn your back on me. It's, it's, I it's, feel it's, a lot of resentment towards it's, people. It's this entire country, though. This is, the, yeah. this is the thing, because what do we do in this country? Canada, say, Canada's a bunch of unsupportive fucks. If, if, if <laughs> people from St. John took a, a trip to Toronto yeah. and were there for a week, they might go, oh my god, we should go to the comedy club and see a comedy show, because this is a big city comedy club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they come back here, they got a comedy club here. Yeah, but it's just a maritime comedy club. It's probably not that big deal, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the mentality. We yeah. Big, and then what do we do as a country? We have someone's an artist in our country, and we go, yeah, but they're just a Canadian artist. And then they go to the States, and I'm like, oh, my God, did you see that American artist doing this and that? Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, need, as a country, not only need to have more pride in what we produce in the country as a whole, but we as provinces, we as towns, we as cities need to be more prideful of the fact that we have stand-up comedy in our cities. Yeah. That we have live music in our cities. That we have different things you can do. That, you know... Just whatever you're into, just support it. Because like, when it goes away, it's gone for good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And, uh, you know, there's a, a dinner theater in this city. Yeah. You know? 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I should check it out sometime. That's I've never thing. done it. See, that's the thing. Like, I, yeah. I would never. I'm criticizing them, I've other people, but to, I don't. I've never been to a dinner theater. I would never go because for not something I think I would necessarily enjoy. Uh, but I think for people out there that that is their thing, go out and fucking support it. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Do yes. things like that, you know? Exactly. Um, because, yeah, when these... I think it's so ridiculous. Like, you can't be good if you're in... People are like, oh, well, you're a comic and you're just in Halifax. How come you even go to Toronto? Like, why the fuck do I need to go to Toronto? So I could pay out the ass to live in a fucking closet with three other people that I don't really like to tell jokes in front of five people night in and night out after doing this for ten years? No. Like, I'm not trying to sound arrogant. Like, I, I go to Toronto, I get paid to do comedy. I'm not going to, like... Yeah. I would become a, a better comedian faster if I went to Toronto. Absolutely. But this is the path I chose. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think because of stage time, the amount of stage time. But it's not good stage time. Yeah. So, I don't know what you're learning. I mean, you're you're definitely learning how to mm-hmm. fucking deal with pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're making a few comics in the back of the room laugh, maybe. And, and, and I want to clarify, I wasn't shitting on Toronto and being like, dude, dude, they're big what, what I mean is, instead of the rest of the country saying, go to Toronto and then we'll care about you, why don't we say, we care about you now, whether you're here or in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. That's my point I'm trying to make. Instead of being like, well, you can't be much if you're just a comic from the Maritimes. It's like, or you'd be like, oh, you're a comic. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you're from the Maritimes. It doesn't matter if you're from Toronto. It doesn't matter if you're from Winnipeg. It doesn't matter if you're Van. You're That's comedian. what we need to look at. Yeah. Like, like when I come to do comedy, something weird happens fucking every fucking time. And I'll tell you this. It started with one time I was doing a show in Fredericton, and this girl I fucked showed up to the show. And I know you guys don't think that's a big deal, but I only fucked two women, so that's some good odds. <laughs> <laughs> this girl showed up, and I didn't know she showed up. I was prepping. I was very nervous. I was young in comedy. I was going over my notes before the show. And uh, I said something stupid about my dick, and uh, she stood up in front of the entire audience, I didn't even know she was there, like a Shakespearean actress, and she went, that's not true, Andrew, it's a fine penis. <laughs> she called my dick fine. <laughs> she described my dick like we describe a mid-level range of wine. <laughs> she was like, your dick is not a Merlot, but it's definitely not a Boone's Farm. <laughs> She said, your dick is a Yost Vineyards. That's what... And it is. My dick is a Yost Vineyards because it's only been tasted inside the Maritimes. So... <laughs> Same show. This guy came up to me and goes, hey man, when you're on stage, don't make fun of your body. And I go, what? He said, don't make fun of your body when you're on stage. And I go, why? He goes, because you're very funny. And I bet, I bet you got a big old dick just hiding under that belly of yours. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, well, I bet you lose a lot of bets. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have a big dick. I'm not impressive. I'm not, you know, physically fit. I've never did anything active. I did one thing active growing up. I did backyard wrestling. If you guys don't know what that is. It's backyard wrestling. I can't fucking help you. It's two words, you know? Me <laughs> and my friends, we have all these VHS tapes of us backyard wrestling when I was younger. The funny thing is, you get those transferred to DVD so that the memories last forever. And I said, I don't know if a guy who looks like me wants to walk into a DVD transfer place and go, I have 16 VHS tapes, all eight hours long, nothing but boys wrestling on mattresses. Yeah. And I just think places like, especially in Halifax and New Brunswick, it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, I, I used to do comedy, but like, 
I mean, if it was anything big and important, you wouldn't be doing it in the Maritimes. Like, yeah. Why? People, there are people here. People need to laugh. Well, I mean, like, I, I know I, I mention him all the time, but J James Mollinger is proof that that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that you're living in the Maritimes or whatever. You're a comedian. You yeah. Know, it's fun. It's, it's fun to watch comedy, and it's fun to be involved in comedy and all these things. I'm just, you know... Over all of this time, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing anymore? Like, I went down to Halifax and I middled, and I, I feel like I'd like to go back and do that again, you know? Did you email, have you emailed them and asked? Um, only once. Yeah. But I never. I, I, I mean, I, I gotta I'm, hound them I'm a the wrong more. person to give you advice because I'm like, just keep doing it. But I'm at this point right now where I'm like, why aren't my fucking emails getting returned? So it's like, yeah. You know, like, be positive. Meanwhile, I'm like, that's <laughs> hey, yeah. But I mean, I, and I would be, I'd love to have you come down and do shows again if I have a, like another show other than the Grand Banker coming up and bring you down. I think you're funny and, uh, and great to. And, it's just when you're on there, when you're on the stage to me, it's it, that's when none of it matters. It's when none of like I'm not upset about anything. Yeah, me, me too, man. But it's yeah. literally until I step foot to get that's up what on keeps that me stage, into it. Yeah, I go. Yeah, like even last night I stepped backstage. I was like, I was like, I fucking don't want to do this. But then the second I, like my foot touches the stage, I'm like, okay, I want I want to be here. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing the ads last night. Yeah. I, I, thought, I had a really good riff about hecklers. Julie, yeah, Julie yeah. had a cold, and I she was trying to promote Damon Schrader coming, but it literally sounded like David Schwimmer. <laughs> we got David Schwimmer coming from Friends. And I kind of wanted to go out and be like, I don't think you guys can afford him. Did you know that? <laughs> did you know? Did You're you, a new club. Just wait until you build yourself up first. Did you know that... Um, Friends is going through a second resurgence of yeah. popularity right now. Yeah, I just they yeah they made a Lego fucking cafe. What? Like yeah, the New York cafe that is very authentic too because there's no black Lego men in it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the one thing that drove me nuts about Friends. How the fuck do five white people live in New York and don't know any fucking black people? No black, no brown people, <laughs> just white. Yeah, that's what I, New York I, I is. Mean, if you turned out Friends was filmed and set in Halifax, Nova Scotia in the 90s, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably... Okay, <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the Friends resurgence really surprises me. Out of all the things they could have brought back, man, they could have... They could have brought back the King of Queens, or they could have yeah. brought back Everybody Loves Raymond, or, you know, so, that would make sense to me. It would be funny, jokes, and, you know, but, like, Friends? Friends is not that funny. Yeah, it's... it's I just, I don't know, of all the things that people love, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just because this new generation just, like, really adores the idea of people talking to each other and being in each yeah, other's maybe. lives, being there for each other, because we're all so starved with that, for Can that. They just sat in a coffee shop and talked and they didn't even touch their phones? Like, the, <laughs> o the only way it makes sense to talk to people anymore is through a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to produce content selfishly. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? Not just sit in a room with <laughs> Andrew Vaughn and, and talk because we're buddies. I'm just going to get my dad to record a podcast with me over Christmas just so we have something you, to talk. No, really? no, I would never do that. would be great. I can't. It would be great for 10 minutes. Oh, and then, yeah. then the resentment would set in. I would, there would be too many questions about, like, what is this? What does this do? Like, I'd have to, first, I'd have to explain to him what a podcast even is. <laughs> That'd be great content. And the fact that my, okay, like, I, I'm not going to do it tonight. It's not really a joke yet. It's just, I've been saying it on stage trying to find the joke, but, uh, 
So my dad told me that uh, he watched a movie the other day with one of his favorite actors in it, and I was like, "Who's your favorite act? One of your favorite actors?" And he said, "Mark Wahlberg." Mark Wahlberg. And I was like, <laughs> "Mark Wahlberg, huh? Yep, Mark Wahlberg." And I said, "If he doesn't think that I won't take the time to Photoshop Mark Wahlberg <laughs> DVD cases to read Mark Wahlberg, he does not know his own son." <laughs> I was like, this Christmas, I'm just going You're to keeping it going with my dad so much. Nice. And I, I, I was like, and then he'll be watching the credits. We're like, who's this Mark Wahlberg idiot? <laughs> like, 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 like uh, yeah. But I just, uh, yeah. So oh podcast is out of the realm of podcast. You should do a podcast called My Dad Doesn't Know. Oh, my God. And then just, like, the first thing could be the Mark Wahlberg thing where it's like, who's your favorite actor, Dad? I don't know. I don't want to... And then hear him say it. It's funny because the older I'm getting, like, I don't want to be this comic that's my whole acts about my parents because it's kind of like... I feel like that's something you do when you first start comedy. Like... Really? Like, like kind of, right? Because you're trying to learn... Well, I'll give you an example of why that's not true. Okay. Maria Bamford. Oh, yeah, that's true. She does Ask My Mom. Yeah. She doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. But she didn't do it at the beginning of her career. Yeah. Like, it was, like, at the... I, I guess I was thinking about how, like, Bill Hicks, when he started, like, so much of his early, early material was just about the weird things his parents did and said and the weird people in his town. Like, it wasn't, like, the Bill Hicks we know now today. Yeah. So I just, I, I like, I... But my parents... My point being, like, the older my parents get, they, they feed me with so much material. They do. That it's just, like... <laughs> my dad... The, my dad told me because I had mice in my apartment, and I he said, "What am I using for like bait?" And I said, "We have these traps, and you put peanut butter on the top, and then they step on the thing, and it, like you know, right?" And Dad goes, "Oh no, 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 Andrew, you can't use peanut butter." He goes, "I'm going to tell you something not a lot of people know. Uh, the best bait for mice is cheese." And I'm like, "Not a lot of people know." <laughs> Like, I, like, have you seen a cartoon mouse? Have you done this on stage? I've tried, but it's not really worked that well, so, like, I don't know. you got to go on stage mm-hmm. and lower your heart rate mm-hmm. and say it calmly. Yeah. Yeah, really deliver it nice and... That's the fucking... Yeah. That's that vibe. Because I really think it's... it's that's the funny. vibe. When you told that to me, yeah. I was like... The look on your face yeah. when you're saying to your dad. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cheese? Yeah. Nobody knows, huh? I'm like, you've never seen a picture of a cartoon mouse? Nobody knows. They're always drawn with are the Are the mice surprised because the cheese is so good and they've never <laughs> like, tried oh it before? <laughs> oh, have you tried this cheese? They can't wait to get back and tell everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait till you find out, Mickey, what I just had at, the, fucking, at the Vaughn household. We ain't hey? going nowhere. This Have you eaten at the Vaughn household? <laughs> he keeps putting down these traps. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Oh fuck, dude. And then oh, I that's tell, gold. I'll tell you this other story that I'm trying to work into a thing because uh, Andrew Evans thinks it's this funny. is the drips you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that is some clean water. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking. Yeah. That is gold. I'm telling you that bit. So my mom, I, I've been shopping at the Giant Tiger a lot lately because I actually find that, like, Hilarious. if you don't buy meat, like, everything there is great price, right? Like, so I tell my mom, and my mom went in to get a pair of sweatpants, uh, and she picked up a pair, and she bought them. My mom's 100 pounds. So she got home, and the sweatpants were double XL. And I was like, why did you buy double XL? And she said, because it said petite on it. And the sticker does say petite, but it's the brand name is petite. 
and then it says double XL, dollar ninety nine or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And I said, okay, mom, that's the brand name. So just take them back. Just take them back. And then I go, did you get a new pair? No. Why not? I'm not going buying stuff from them after what they did to me. They didn't do anything to you. <laughs> My mother thinks Giant Tiger is out to get her. <laughs> Lions and bears and Giant Tiger, oh my. Yeah, the, the other day she told me she won't buy Ben's bread anymore because she's done doing business with them. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Ben's bread is going to collapse because your mother no Ben's longer supports them. And go, I am closing my account, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I would like my two heels back. Like, my mother did a similar thing with the Anglican Church uh, and with uh, different politicians. She's written them letters mm-hmm. with a pen and paper, mm-hmm. put it in an envelope, got a stamp, went to the post office, and go and and then gone. There. No. That takes care of that goddamn problem. <laughs> I've written them, and if they think if they think I'm not going to write another letter, oh, they are really that's mistaken. Fucking funny. But you know something? That old coop, man. My mom. Mm. You know what she pulled off? She actually got a reduction on her property tax because she wrote the government and said one of the ferries close to my house isn't working. And because of that, I would like to see my property tax reduced because my taxes go to pay for the ferries. And they actually lowered her tax. Good on her. Fuck yeah. So, you know, those old people in their letters, you know. (laughs) Well, I don't think my mom's going to change Giant Tiger's mind anytime soon. You think uh, Giant Tiger's going to continue to thrive? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Despite your mom's mom's closure of her account? One-time support that she (laughs) rescinded over $5 sweatpants. But Uh, it kind of makes her likable. Yeah. You know? It makes her endearing. It's a nice glimpse into how I act the way I act. Like, last night, I was... Oh, man, I I feel bad this morning. Last night, I was such a little bitch at the bar we went to after the show. Were you? Uh, yeah. What's the bar? What was it called? Uh, is it Rockies? Or oh, Rockies, yeah. yeah. Did you know, uh, here's a weird story, my aunt and uncle actually started that bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And then they sold it. Yeah. Yeah. But they were well known for years and years. Oh, okay. And uh, it's really weird, man. This area here is called Market Square. Yeah. And my uncle's brother built Market Square. Okay. And my aunt and uncle started that bar. Oh, okay. And... It was really popular when they owned it. Yeah. They had their waiters and bartenders doing flair, like flipping bottles and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, and now it's just kind it's of a, a tamer version yeah. of what it used to be. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's still, yeah, it's still popular. Yeah, it's just, we went in and I ordered like a vodka soda water, and I was uh, pretty convinced she just did vodka and water because there was like no carbonation to it. So I, I was like, oh, excuse me, there's a severe <laughs> lack of carbonation. <laughs> Um, I, I, and she's like, well, I'll get you another one. And then she just didn't come back to the table for like 15 minutes. I'm sitting there. I finally flag her down. I'm like, and she goes, oh, someone didn't bring you your drink? And I'm like, no. And then, I, and then she went and got it. And I was like, oh, I guess she forgot my drink. That's okay. I'll forget to tip. 
Like, I just, like, like, why did I do That consumed, it? like, 15 minutes of your life. Oh, I like, did. And, and then I got it, and then everyone's like, is this one better? And I was like, no, this one is, like, little to no carbonation at all either. And then the guy next to me is like, I ordered a pop, and it's flat, too. And I'm like, oh, so they just don't have fresh fucking carbonate, like, drinks. Yeah. Here. I'm like, okay, this is a waste of my fucking time. I don't want My to aunt and uncle should really take it over <laughs> again. It's really gone downhill. Yeah. But it's so stupid to me that, like, like, why am I... And, and this fucking, I was, then I started judging the waitress because she's like a 10 out of 10. And I'm like, oh, the reason you got this job is because you're fucking hot. Like in my head, like I'm judging her, right? I'm really, like I'm can't. really <laughs> sad to say that some bars still, you know, take that old model of you get the quote unquote hot girls. Yeah. And then that will bring in the guys. But you are catering to a disgusting group of men. Yeah. You really are. Like, let's break it down and let's yeah. be honest. Like, everybody who wants to just go to a place to stare at women, like, it's not a good scene, man. Fucking, like, I felt bad for all those waitresses there last night, too. And this place like Moxie's where they make them wear, like, fucking heels. Don't make them wear heels while they're fucking having to carry dr- platters and fucking drinks, like. Moxie's, uh, you know, we, we put pimps down, but, like... Moxie's is kind of being pimps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Rockies and Moxie's, yeah, like, oh, I, we only hire the friggin'. Yeah, I. Put I on feel, lipstick and I feel we'll like give the you a breast surgery. Above your club are, are less sexually objectified than I, I fucking, I fucking, I've said this before in the podcast. I fucking hate being associated with a strip club. Uh, but I'm not a born again anything. Yeah. But I will never go upstairs because yeah. I don't support. Believe it or not, and it's no judgment against anybody who is in the industry, but I do not support anything pornographic, anything sexual, and it's not that I will judge others because I'm a guy, mm-hmm. I jerked off for years, I watched porn, mm-hmm. but now when I look back at some of the porn that I watched and mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like... Hot, right? <laughs> no, I, I feel like... And I think having a daughter just ruined it yeah. all for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh my God, that's somebody's sister, that's somebody's yeah. mother. Like, I I feel like women are human beings, and it just makes me, like, sick to my stomach. And I know that sounds crazy, and it's like, I don't mean to, like, be all Kanye West. Yeah. or <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I'm just like, I don't feel good about it. It's interesting, and I agree. And I, it, it's one of these weird things I talk about all the time about how... It's interesting that a lot of people have that perspective, especially men that have daughters and stuff like that. But no one ever goes, oh, man, you know what, though? That fucking guy that gets to drill all those women in those movies, he's living the life. That's that's No one ever thinks that guy is... But I wonder oh, I what, how, that guy. how does he actually feel, I wonder, you know? But that, that's the thing. Like, that guy could be on fucking... That guy could be on drugs just as much as she... Like, you hear stories of girls on drugs and they do it for that. That guy could be on drugs, too, and that's why he's yeah. doing it. A lot of those guys, in, like, we don't watch gay porn because we're not gay, but a lot of those guys in gay porn aren't really gay. Hooked but on they drugs. Need, they, need, they need the money. Yeah. So it's just like... It's like a horror film. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be involved in it because there's just so much badness around it. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, actually, you know, having a date with someone, going out, even a one-night stand, all that stuff is, like, to me, like, wonderful. Yeah. You know? But, like, actual, like fist fuck industry yeah. where it's like fucking we're gonna fuck and 
like, I was just like, oh, God, like, the humanity completely squeezed out of it. And maybe it's because I'm getting to be old. You know, yeah. I'm 43, seven years away from 50, and I'm thinking to myself, at this point in my life, I don't want to see a young, vulnerable girl like a gazelle on the fucking tundra and some lion just bite her neck and carry her corpse to the bed. You know, I don't want to see that shit. It makes me... <laughs> Make breaks my fucking heart, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I know it sounds so crazy because every guy wants to nut, but it's yeah. just like, you know, at I, some point in my life, I go, I have compassion, I have, yeah. you know. I mean, that's your, like, I don't judge your opinions on that. I obviously don't look at it the same way. And, yeah. Uh, I talked a big game about going to, to the strip club, actually, but I'm not going to. Like, it was just, I thought about going to get a lap dance just to say that I did it so I could have kind of the story and yeah. write about it. And, uh, it's expensive. Shit's expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. not just that, but like, it's weird. The clientele that I saw going, coming out to have a cigarette at time, like made me not want to be in there. Like so the, the atmosphere, it, if it was a little classier atmosphere, you might. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't like excessive. I don't like being around excessively drunk strangers. No, that's been a mind, problem for me. I don't lately. mind excessively drunk people that I don't, that I know. I don't mind especially drunk comics that I'm working with for the weekend because we all have this camaraderie and we all, like, have some sort of common ground. Mm. But I went to for a smoke last night and this guy was like, what are you doing downstairs? Like, come upstairs, there's lesbians, there's, like, uh, people are touching Tanny. And I'm just like, I don't want it. No, you know what? I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Like, I'm th- that's th- yeah, I'll stay home. Now, the thing was five minutes ago, I say five minutes ago, but, you know, maybe five years ago, I did, I was like, Watching porn, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, I like, I like, uh, sex and to be sexual, but like to actually like be around it and shit just bums me out now. You it's like, too. yeah, I feel grosser, just grosser. Every, when you're older, as you get older, are you feeling a little more? I feel every time, uh, I feel every time I come, I'm one step closer to my last, <laughs> like, it's just like, I gotta give this shit up. Yeah. I'm no, too old for this shit. No, you don't need to give it up. I think. It's hard to say what you need yeah. because I'm not you, but yeah. for me, I need like just more more than I need to nut. I need somebody to be my partner to be to yeah. know that they're gonna be there. Yeah, like I just I cherish my wife right now. Yeah, you know, and like I can't wait to be home with her tonight. Mm-hmm. Like more than the show. Yeah, like I want it, and that's where I love to be at. I love to be at that place in my heart where it's like no no I like my wife I know a lot of people bitch about their wife or bitch about their husband but I actually like to be with them because I feel like safe and we're gonna have nachos and watch a show we're gonna Mm -hmm. pet the dogs it's a safe little place out there in the world people are unpredictable Mm -hmm. you never know what these motherfuckers are gonna say to you yeah you know what I mean? I don't, and it's weird because I also have mental illness, so like I don't trust any motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I trust you, yeah, because you and I go back a bit. But yeah. like, you inter- you introduced me like, I don't know Dan Hendrickson. Yeah, I don't know that motherfucker. What's he gonna say to me? What is yeah. it, what's the meaning behind what he's gonna say? And then to I me? just gotta be like, no, take my word for it. <laughs> like, I don't like I and I like I like Dan and. I think we could be friends, like you and I are friends. But where, it's like, you know, where it's funny, like, because every time I, like, if, if it's someone like you and I'm like, oh, here's Dan, like, 
you're like, ooh, I don't know this guy. And in my head, I'm like, ooh, I hope these guys get, like, you know, because I'm like, ooh, I just put myself out there in a way by recommending, like, it's almost bad, yeah, yeah. like, vouching for uh, as opener. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy's a good yeah. opener. No, this guy's a good dude, trust me. And then he shows up drunk and forgets that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I yeah. told him you were a good dude. Like, See, when I think about Nova Scotia, I think about you, Travis, and Dan. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, who I, when it comes to Halifax, that's who I think about. Mm-hmm. Are there other people in Halifax I should be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, like Catherine. not as a not not booking wise, but just but like, as, as com- the, comics in Halifax. Yeah, as like, well, like the scene to me, like the top tier comics in Halifax are me. Oh, that was arrogant. I should have went last with me. It was Travis, <laughs> Dan, me, Catherine, Ian. Um, yeah, because Black is back. Yeah, Blackie's back. Ian Black. Yeah, yeah we call him Old Man Blackie. Um, Whistle talker. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think of like, because that would to me, like, Tom, I, I want to say Thompson, but Thompson's just kind of getting. I'll say Thompson, because he's fucking hilarious, but he's just getting back into comedy. I, w- I was a big Thompson fan, still am, but but I did some shows with him when he. Yeah. When, when he. Not when he. Was it, is it fair to say when he started? It's fair to say that he had. A fairly good comedy thing going, mm-hmm. and then he stopped. Yeah, he stopped for a few years. Oh yeah, he's just getting back. Yeah. And now he's getting back into it. And the last thing I said to him when he stopped comedy was, "Okay, listen, man, I'm not going to keep bugging you. Mm-hmm. I bugged him a lot. Yeah. I told him, you have a gift. You, if I could do what you could do, I would be doing comedy full throttle mm-hmm. as much as I could, pedal to the metal." I would give it everything if I had your ability, if I had even half your ability. Yeah. I said, I believe in you so, so, so much. I said, um, but I understand if your heart's not in it, I can't make you do comedy. Yeah. I wish I could. I'd hold He's you at gunpoint. I would hold you at gunpoint if I He's could. I'd make you do it. He told me that he regrets taking the time off. Okay. So I did, but I, I respectfully yeah. backed away. I said, listen, I'm not going to bug you anymore, but you know when you're ready... I said, you just tell me, mm-hmm. I will make a show. Yeah. I will make a show. Yeah. You tell me when you want to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'll am i do it with you. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. I want to see him do comedy. Oh, he's amazing. And I feel that way about you. I want you to do yeah. comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because no, I, think, I think you were meant to do comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know? I hope so. Yeah. You're a good comedian. Yeah, I'm trying. I, you know, I, every time I try to do my hardest. Well, like, I respect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a writer, as yeah. a performer, I watch you and I see you do jokes and I go, oh, wow, I wish I wrote that. Yeah. That's oh, good. That's like that saying. that mouse cheese thing. Yeah. Shit like that. You know, like, um, so you inspire me mm-hmm. to keep going and, and to try new things. Yeah. Comedy, you know. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm opening for Mullinger in March. Oh, that's awesome! And I'm terrified. Yeah, it's like 900 people in a <laughs> yeah. theater, you know. I oh, did it for uh, him uh, last year in Moncton, mm. and that was terrifying. That was yeah. 600 people. That's a lot. Oh, gee, yeah. But it went great, and I'm hoping to do great too. again. Trying not to think about the fact that I just got a bunch of old material. I'm trying to do new material, you know? I think what I keep trying to do, because even like when I come up here, I'm like, ugh, dude, I just feel like I just did the majority of stuff that I always do. But right now, I honestly, I just kind of tell people, like, if you're booking me on your show, I have to do what I want to do. Whether I've done it at your club a million times before, 
it, I have to be doing the material I want to do, or I'm just not going to have fun doing it's it. It's just not going to work. Yeah, so so even if it is the same joke over and over and over again, it's because I'm having fun telling it right now, so that's why it has to be that way, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Because what's... Again, goes back to what we said before we started recording. This is supposed to be fun, and if you're not... Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to get the fun back in it. Because what's the fucking point of killing yourself? for all this if there isn't some bit of fun in it. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. And um, I think that's what I want to do too. Yeah. I, I want to make it fun for myself. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that you are and I think that we are having fun. Yeah. And I think that as long as we keep focusing on that goal, mm-hmm. I think the rest of the real life shit will fall into place. Yeah, I think so. Will you do me one favor before sure. we wrap up? We yep. say I'm Andrew Vaughn and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast. Sure. I'm Andrew Vaughn and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. All right, buddy. You want me to get Travis for you? Cheers. Um, okay, so me. I'm here with Andrew Vaughn and this is uh, the Birchwood Podcast. Yeah. And thank you for doing the podcast. Oh, no, you have a podcast, podcast. I, I called uh, Boys Boys Club. <laughs> yeah. Boys Club. I love yeah. that podcast. Yeah. I listen to Birchwood every, oh, all the time. Thanks, man. I appreciate Sometimes, that. I was gonna say every week, but sometimes I have to do like two or three in a row because I get yeah. backlogged. But I, I, I definitely gotta take more time to listen to more of my friends' podcasts. I don't do it yeah. enough. Mine is know? like a working and driving thing. Like if I'm working yeah. on a, like something that like like if I'm poster making for a show, it's a perfect time for me to listen to a podcast. Yeah, because you can just when you're doing like little. Shit, you don't have to dedicate all your brain to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's so well put. So well put, man. And yeah, then I just we were just driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you killed it last night, man. I had fun. Yeah, you had fun. Was, it was, it was fun. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just talking before I fired up yeah. the recorder that, you know, I feel lately like stand up and the club and uh, all of it, the podcast, everything has just sort of. You know, even though I enjoy aspects of it, there's a lot of work behind each of those things. And uh, lately, I've been just feeling like tapping out. I've been going through the motions. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And you said you could relate more than I I know. Oh, a lot. It's it's hard. Like, I mean, I think, you know, a while ago, someone I talked to, uh, Andrew Evans was talking to me about, you know, you you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, you have to have other things. And for some, like, for almost 10 years, I've been putting all my eggs in the comedy basket to work towards, I don't know what, what I was working towards, but just working towards that 10-year goal of being like, I did this for 10 years, you know? I don't know what that even means, why I thought it was so important or anything. And this year has just been, like, this this last five, six months has just been, like... Brutal. Brutal. I, I feel like I'm getting shut out of places with no explanation as to why I'm getting shut out of places. Uh, I have uh, comics screwing me out of money. Like, you know, that's yeah. something I would never do to another comic. No, I know. You know? <laughs> There's like, to me, it's like sacred. Yeah. And I guess I'm old school. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't, if one, it, like, you or, uh, you know, Brett Martin or somebody called me in the middle of the night. Yeah. They're like, I'm in St. John. I'm fucked. I don't have a ride. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm fucking getting in my car. I'm yeah. going to find these guys. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I just comics helping comics. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And I know everybody wants to fucking achieve their goals, whatever they are. If they want to be the next cast member of SNL, or they yeah. want to, 
you know, uh, get get the spot, get the money before the other guy gets the spot. Well, I understand all of that. And in a way, it's a competition, but in a way, there's enough for everybody. And I don't know why people tear each other apart. And it's, yeah. comedy is not immune to that. Every other aspect of humanity is like that, right? But, yeah. like, comedy, like, I don't know, man, to, to fuck over a comic... I don't yeah, get it's it. Just, just stuff like that, all, all on top. Like you know, yeah, yeah. I used to average about two to four paid gigs a month in Nova Scotia, which is which was great at my level. You know, yeah, yeah. Being in Halifax, so now it's like, like this is my week to make money in the whole month. And Crazy. Last month, I I could, I was I was short on my rent and getting fucked over from some money left me with fifty dollars for groceries. Nuts. After I paid my rent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. instead of the hundred that I was supposed to have left over. Yeah. And that's why, like, with me, I'm an, an electrician, right? Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I, so, I made these decisions all myself. But, myself and these but here's the thing, yeah. right? Like, if I had followed my heart and my dreams, yeah. would I be in L.A. right now killing it? Yeah. Or would I, uh be in your situation with which is just like fucking fifty dollars for groceries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what would my turnout be and what am I willing to gamble on that? Yeah. I guess too it's you like know? I can deal with the fifty dollars for groceries. I can deal with the like scraping by and I'll pay my bills next month and blah 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 blah. Because don't get me wrong, there are times when I flush with money and I spend it probably ridiculously while I should be thinking about these. If, if if it's anything like my experience Feast and famine. So when there's a feast, you feast. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. you're you're you, you so badly yeah. won an Arby's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You're just like fuck, man. I'm gonna buy everything now because yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So like, I think the problem is too. It's just with all that, and I'm not the creative output is not what I want it to be right now. Like, like I I think I've said on our podcast, like or or on no, my friend Sarah's podcast, that like creatively I feel stronger than ever but the output is just a tiny drip instead of a thought like back when it felt like a faucet was pouring your creativity it might not have been the best tasting water now we're having clear crisp water and it's only coming out of drips like it, it's, yeah. that's what it feels like and it just weighs down that with the financial burdens just fucking makes it so hard to want to do this half the time i know <laughs> i know and i every every day i'm having some kind of quitting yeah. meltdown and like yeah. i looked in the mirror this morning and i'm like i'm not going to do any of these interviews i'm not going to come to the show tonight mm. i'm not going to do those announcements no fucking way i'm just going to sit home with my dogs yeah and my girlfriend and just chill yeah and be happy maybe smoke a joint yeah you know what i mean yeah. I, I really felt like Nope, today's the day I'm quitting. <laughs> and I mean, I genuinely felt that way. Yeah. And uh, this has been ongoing, this push-me-pull-you for so long that it's almost become my identity and it's like, now I don't even feel like I can talk about it with yeah. people because they're so tired of the soundtrack. 